That makes no sense. No! It makes all the sense in the world. Dwight, we just learned Dwight Howard got traded to the Hornets. So right after we went off air, it turns out that apparently Dwight Howard has been traded to the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, and, and you Jim- screamed. And Jimmy Butler says he I wants to stay. I screamed and fell to the floor. It was because too much. Jimmy Butler that wants was to like stay the last the person I wanted the Hornets to have. Jimmy Butler gets to stay with the Bulls, apparently. He says he wants to stay See, now. I told you every time, like, Jimmy Butler is on another team. Oh, we didn't get traded. Who saw that coming? The other time doesn't count. This one is like more legitimate. But yeah. Um, All right, I'm pulling up Twitter now to see the reaction. According from to Mark Twitter. Spears, Senator uh, Dwight Howard to the Charlotte Hornets. No, I, I don't know if what other. Oh material. no. Let's yeah, see. I see. I see it. It's going around. Yeah. It's happening. So let's see. So Charlotte is sending. Okay, I like this a little more now because of who we got rid of. So we sent Miles Plumley. Good. Oh, okay, this isn't as bad as I thought. Miles Plumley, Bellinelli, and the 41st pick so nothing. to Atlanta for Dwight Howard and the 31st pick. Oh, they, it was, oh, it's a great trade. The Hawks were doing a cash dump is what it was. Yeah. They didn't want to pay his contract. He so they have to pay for Bellinelli's? So while I hate Dwight Howard as a player, that suddenly the deal was okay. We didn't. We gave up people so, we needed to get rid of. I really like Cody Zeller at center, though. That kind of bums me out. I want him to play full-time in the league. He's a top... He's, he's still going to get plenty of playing. Dwight Howard's not playing more than 25 I minutes, guess, right? I guess. Yeah, but, yeah, that's why the Hawks made that trade. Bad news for Frank. The Hawks made that trade because... Great he, news for everyone else. <laughs> yeah, no. Wow. I am... So the Dwight Howard thing, that was talked about at the deadline. Yeah. I'm surprised it actually happened. And I did collapse on the floor and yell Again, no, it, it as seemed, you heard at the beginning of this. I don't know if we'll keep that in overreacting. there. Overreacting. I did overreact. It did seem really Because I, I, hate, I, I hate Dwight Howard as a player. Yeah. Like, I really don't like it. Don't, I don't want to pull for Dwight Howard, but wow, that's, uh, that's huge. I mean, it did seem really bad at the time, but when you look at it, that's all the co- the Hawks were doing. They're getting rid of that. And 20. it's funny. So, so the Hawks and the Hornets, as I had mentioned earlier, had interacted earlier on Twitter today. The Hawks said, according to our mentions, we should trade for everybody. Charlotte said, bruh, same. Hawks said, we'll trade you today's tweet for tomorrow's tweet and an unprotected future tweet, which is funny, from the Hawks. But those two actually have now made a deal. So I have a Hawks fan who responds to the tweet on my, twi- on my Twitter feed that says, that's all we got? And yeah, he's right. Plumley and Bellinelli are not much. And they have neg- pick. <laughs> those guys have negative value, let's be real. I mean, we got Dwight Howard for those two and swapped the 31st pick for the 41st pick. Yeah, it's the only thing is them picking up that $23.5 million contract this year. And and next year, it's almost $24 million. I mean, the Hornets aren't in win-now mode, so but they Miles can Plumlee's eat But contract. contract was huge. I don't think it was that big. Though. I mean, between him and Bellinelli, let's see. those two had fair— because Bellinelli, It's too much for Plumlee. It's too much for Plumlee. Plumlee's contract was big. And Bell, I mean, it's going to be closer. I mean, it's still it's a salary dump for the Hawks, but it's going to be closer than you think. And you are getting a good player in Dwight Howard. So Bellinelli I am now I am no mil. longer upset. Bellin- Bellinelli was six mil, um, and Miles Plumley was twelve and a half. So they're dropping like five million or so, which I isn't mean, that much. But to get Dwight Howard five million, and they could also probably deal one of those now, and then they can make it even more of a cut for themselves. I think they were just the, giving the thing that this tells options. me though is that the Hornets are actually doing something. Like That's this nice. is an aggressive move by the Hornets, yeah, which has not been done in years. Yeah. So the fact that they're trying to do something is good, and maybe gives me hope that they somehow try to move into the top ten. 
which yeah. I don't think they will. And I'm not saying that they should. But if they do, I would be appreciative of the aggressiveness of it. Yeah, and in uh, if you just looking over some of the other rumors and things circling around, the Lakers officially offered the 27th and the 28th picks, plus either Jordan Clarkson or Julius Randle for Paul George. That's not enough. It's not enough. That's probably why it's, they haven't made the trade yet. Just wait but, for him to be free agent. Well, yeah, but they, they don't want him to go to Cleveland. That's why they're offering that, you know. You, it's easy to say that, but now that with Paul George saying he's not coming back, the Pacers have to trade him, or else it's going to have a Kevin Durant where they get absolutely nothing out of him. So, anywho, yeah, we thought we thought it was going to be a disaster. Where we were, it was like a Dwight Howard for Kimball Walker type. <laughs> no, that that would have oh, you would have quit. On, being wait a, fan. a minute, let me go to Dwight. Go to Dwight Howard's Twitter account really oh, quick. No. Oh no! Apparently, he doesn't know he's been traded. Uh oh. Let's see. And he's from Atlanta, too, right? Yeah, that's yeah why he's from Atlanta. Atlanta. That's, why that's the problem here is that Dwight Howard's probably going to be ticked that he's gone to Charlotte. He's going to go get a coach fired. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. No, he's, he seems to be tweeting, uh, hasn't said anything. It's five minutes ago he was tweeting about the Paul George rumors. He was, uh, ooh, yeah, 17 minutes ago tweets, give me your thoughts, fans, tra- about trades or otherwise, and I'll answer your questions. And he's just been traded. So interesting timing there. It's like, so, what do you think of yourself getting trapped, <laughs> traded away from your hometown? So, so we'll, we'll see again. Dwight Howard, lots of questions, but uh, it'll be interesting. Oh well, no. Well, at least even if this isn't that big of a deal, I still got that reaction out of John. That was the reaction I was looking for, and it was wonderful. It, no, it, yeah, it if you'd have gotten life. the reaction live, it was me collapsing to the floor and screaming. Wait, hold no. on. You left out the best part of that Dwight Howard tweet. Okay, Twitter fans, give me your thoughts, trades or otherwise, and remember to be nice. He did say to be nice. All positive around here. Yeah, good luck with that on Twitter. Yeah, good luck with good, that. Good effort, Dwight. You might get some nice tweets out yeah, of course. that. Yeah, of course. And just every nice tweet's followed up by, you know, a special tweet. <laughs> But yeah. Hold on, I get a tweet that Dwight Howard and Steve Clifford are teaming back up. Did those two what's the Orlando? There? Orlando. I was thinking maybe, maybe Orlando. It's the only uh, Maybe Orlando. Okay. I didn't know what the connection was there. Uh so maybe that will help that out. Uh but yeah. <laughs> help that out. Help that out a little bit, uh that transition. But yeah, Dwight Howard tweets, give me your thoughts on trades and is traded five minutes later. So that's the NBA for you. Uh wow. Yeah, someone puts up I'm seeing Hornets Twitter and everybody's freaking out and all this. And someone says that, uh, tweets the stat that Michael Kidd Gilchrist has made seven three-pointers in five NBA seasons. That's solid. <laughs> what? I mean, he, how many three-pointers did he actually shoot the first couple of seasons, though? Did he shoot any? Like, I don't know. Let's look it up. Basketball no, this is not worth looking up. Oh, my God. Up right now. Right now. We're looking, oh. This isn't part of the normal podcast. Get out of here. This is the show. Can I talk about show. Cody Bellinger and Mike Zanino then? Go yes, go ahead. Okay. Let's go. We're we're at this. By point, the way, this is, this is the this is extra content for all those who subscribe and pay the fee. This is what you get extra. Yeah. Um. So pretty much, home runs in general are like insanely up this year. Home runs were up very a lot last year. They were this year. Uh, the MLB at this rate, at least, is on track to hit six thousand one hundred home runs. Wow! The next highest was in the year two thousand, in the prime of the steroid era, when they hit almost uh, five thousand seven hundred. So more than a four hundred home run difference from the most in history. And it doesn't look like it's slowing down. I think the two home run leaders in the league. It might be different now since yesterday, but Cody Bellinger, the rookie first baseman for the Dodgers, and Aaron Judge, the rookie outfielder for the Yankees, each lead. Each lead their respective leagues in home runs in general. 
which is ridiculous. You've got two rookies. And then just there's if you look at the list, they're not recognizable names. They're guys like Eric Thames, uh, who's that guy on Cincinnati? Scott Shebler, Skebler. Yeah, Shebler. There's a whole bunch of Adam guys. Adam Duvall, with, another Cincinnati guy. Yeah, he, he and, had a good and, year last and year. And various A's players who. Yeah, Ryan Healy, Chris Davis. Yeah, the A's hit like four home runs in the game. I there's a whole bunch. Fun. If you stall for me enough, I can list you off some of these random names you've never heard of who have 20 home well, runs let's, this year. Let's hear well, the Michael Kidd Gilchrist stat. <laughs> well, seven threes out of a total 34 attempted. That's not the end of the world. I mean, that's awful. It's 20%, but it's not bad for, like, someone who doesn't shoot threes. I mean, that's not the end of the world. But yeah, I mean, the Hornets needed help down low. He, and he shot zero threes out of 55 games in 2014. He didn't shoot a three. Talk about He's 3 and D without the D. Or without the three, excuse me. Or the D. He's got, eh, he, no, he, he, play, he plays, plays good game. defense. He's got a little slashing. Okay, here we go. So there's, there's uh, three first basemen. All were former Mariners. All did... Nothing on the Mariners, by the way, with 20 home runs. Logan Morrison in Tampa Bay, Eric Thames in Milwaukee, and Justin Smoke, which hurts the most in Toronto, is somehow good now. Ryan Zimmerman has forgotten that he's 35 years old and cannot throw a baseball with his right arm. Uh, Scott Shebler, we said him already. Marcelo Zuna, Chris Davis, Justin Boer in Miami, Joey Gallo, who only hits home yeah, runs. Last year it was the middle infielders. Now it's back where it probably yeah, should be back in the to corner the cor- yeah, infielders. And the corner out. Mark Reynolds is also having a resurgent year, UVA guy. Yonder Alonzo, Ryan Healy, there's your A's guys. And in between scattered, there are the superstars. You know, there's Goldschmidt and Rizzo and Trout. But well, then had injuries to the, a lot of the big names. Yeah. I mean, Trout's been hurt. Freddie Freeman was on an MVP-like tear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, Matt Adams has come out of nowhere for the Braves, and he's been fantastic yeah, in Freddie's yeah. absence. And but and there's a lot of young players coming out. Jake Lamb, too, for Arizona. Uh, Blackman and Dickerson, the two outfielders. Oh, Blackman's been spectacular. Yeah, Hunter Renfro, another guy who kind of only hits home runs, like Joey Gallo. It's just, they're, they're, Gallo and Renfro are batting both, like, 190. Yeah, I think uh, at least half of their hits are home runs. Which is kind of funny. It's weird. Yeah. But lost in that is, of course, Mike Zanino, the greatest player in baseball ever since being called up. I mean, with that qualifier, it's almost true. He's already a plus defensive catcher. And he's, I think since the beginning of the month, he's been batting 400 with like 10 home runs, leading the league in RBIs. This is, of course, after starting the year, batting, I think, 150. Just the worst you could ever think this guy could end up being as the third overall pick in the draft. But maybe he's turned it around. Maybe I'm still, I'm still processing the Dwight Howard trade. That's so I, I never thought that was going to happen. Yeah, here's here's what you do, Jonah. Because there's this dead zone in sports, and you're not a big baseball fan. Not even people who don't love baseball can appreciate this. Just look up home runs. It's it's especially good this year. Just go on ESPN or Sports Center and just look up every day the highlights on the home runs. That's all you need, right? Yeah, but even then, it's. The big bombs. It's the same thing. Cody Bellinger's got a cool song. All I know is way. what was the the Yankees player hit the like longest home run? Oh, Aaron Judge. The longest home run since they started recording them or whatever on Statcast. Yeah, yeah. four ninety five. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty incredible. But yeah, no, he's been ridiculous. This is something I brought. Wasn't going to bring up in the original show, uh, but never did. Are we getting a return of all the evil empires in sports? Because it's starting to happen. The Yankees are, even though they're not as hateable as they normally are. The Yankees are starting to be really good again. The Cowboys are good again. I consider them an evil empire in the NFL. The Celtics and the Lakers. Now the Lakers. Uh, get, I think both of those teams. If the Lakers get Paul George and are able to rebuild. Lakers are a bigger question. It's mark. still like five years away. All that stuff is five years away because of the now, NBA. The Celtics are now. Not really though. I mean, like, 
They're now as in they'll get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That's it. They will be, though. And then you're also the Yankees, maybe not this year, but it's quickly happening in New York. And the Cowboys, obviously, it's quickly happening there, too. But even then, are they as hateable as they once were? Because no. the Cowboys, I mean, kind of like Dak, I right? think you're, yeah, your point for the Cowboys is, I think, legitimate. The Yankees, I can't jump on board yet. Yes, they are really good again, but there's too much parity in baseball. We just saw the Cubs after being dominant last year. They're, they're kind of pretty mediocre now. I think half the teams in the league are within a couple games of 500. Baseball has just evened out so much kind of the polar opposite of the NBA. I don't think you can really declare a team as, you know, returning to their uh, their dynasty, it's even if true. they are having a good year. Yes, but, the Yankees are having a good but year. They, I mean, within three years, especially if they, you know, there's always, everybody says, oh, they're going to sign Machado, they're going to sign Harper, all that. If that kind of stuff yeah, happens, that, okay. then you're starting, like, it's possible by 2019 the Yankees will be back. Yeah, but like, let's, let's hold back. our horses because... <laughs> not yet. Let's let's hope it. Savor it while it's not. Yeah, savor the Yankees not being world-beatingly good by that time. So, a little clearing up. I was lo- looking at some Adrian uh, <clears throat> Wojnarowski. Some wash bombs. Yeah, yeah wash bombs. He was talking about the uh, Nets. Well, the Lakers shed fifty-four million dollars in that deal, and they're saying it's obviously it's a long shot. They're in a chance that you're going to try to chase for Paul George and LeBron James next oh, year. That would be interesting to see LeBron and Paul George and for the Lakers. What would people say if LeBron left Cleveland? I mean, okay. you you lose all credibility, right? If you're an NBA fan strong, and you're ragging on Durant and how much you hate the super teams and the ring chasing, if LeBron leaves Cleveland a second time... Oh, I'd say it's a, gen, a genuine possibility at this point. No, I'm sure it's a possibility, but all those I think fake LeBron, fans... I think LeBron has got it convinced in his head that he is an underdog. He's, but he's also... He's, I think in his head he's an underdog. But like also, he said, he recently came out and said, you know, these super teams are, you know, I've never played on a super team. Well, I yeah, mean, I mean, I mean, you kind of made one in Miami. Yeah. And Cleveland. And Cleveland. He didn't go. He didn't go back to Cleveland because he felt bad for leaving his hometown. He went there because Kyrie and Kevin Love looked better than an old well, Wade and Bosch. If they didn't get that number one pick, I don't know if he goes back. Oh no, absolutely. If not. they didn't pull that and got Wiggins and traded, they probably should have just kept Wiggins. But um, no, I don't know. But uh, it'd be interesting. I honestly just due to the fact that he's worth so much money and his marketing team is unreal. Imagine him in LA. That's the point. He, he if he can spend burn his last three or four years making insane amount of money. Plus he has a home in LA and like his family I think his family wants to be in LA. Like it would make sense for him to go there for the uh, not make sense, but I wouldn't be too surprised at all. If he goes there for like two, three years at the end of his career. And let's say that happens then the evil empire theory comes oh, back. It comes play. completely back because it is that Lakers are nowhere near on the map. And right suddenly now, LeBron's but, in the Western Conference, the Celtics are the best team what, in the what's East. Funny, and then we now have Lakers. What's Celtics funny all over is again. it could be something like the Every Lakers fan says every year, oh, we're going to sign Chris Paul. Oh, we're going to sign Paul George. Oh, we're going to sign Carmelo. Yeah, They're so always going to sign someone, but what if they sign, like, Paul George, LeBron, and, like, Russell Westbrook or something one year? Like, they actually did that. Like, that would, that would make Here's, every okay. Lakers fan right. Here's what you do in the dead zone. Since we couldn't agree before, I think one thing we can all agree, in the, during the All-Star break, when there's no sports going on, watch that 30 for 30. Yes. I'll plug it. It's like five hours long, so you can it'll take plenty of time. That'll take and it's an really, Nathan. Well, it, yeah, I mean, I watched it all straight in one night, but most normal people will not, and it's definitely worth it. It's really cool. Favorite 30 for 30s? Oh, that's hard. 
Maybe the the oh I, I I'm gonna choose the two Escobars only because I wrote a history paper about it and sourced it, so I was able to do it for academic purposes, and it's a really good one. Nice. So okay. Two Escobars. Favorite thirty for thirty. I'd have to think about it. I'd have to watch through a couple again. I haven't watched for one for me. In a while. I mean, I'm not saying it's the most impactful. Bird but Magic's pretty good. One. I I love the Bo Jackson one. Yeah, that's a good one. The too. Bo Jackson one is so the good. XFL one because I didn't know enough about it because yeah. we were kids when that was happening and weren't really aware. I wasn't at least, and I saw that, and I couldn't believe what happened. I mean, yeah. I guess for some older people who were, you know, aware of TV at that time, but I was, you know, shocked at the kind of stuff they tried to pull not too long ago. How, how about I? How about we leave on some inspiration? You know. Oh no! If you figured it all out today, what would be the point of tomorrow? Enjoy the process of being a work in progress. Who said that? Joel. Joel <laughs> yeah, Joel Embiid. <laughs> <laughs> Close. No. LeVar Ball. JP Tokato. Hey, JP's wow. verified on Twitter. You can hush yourself. That's an original <laughs> JP Tokato quote. Oh, it is. 100%. 100%. 100%. in Europe now? I don't know. He's where probably is JP still, Tokido? Probably still let's do that. Let's end, the, let's end the show once we figure out where JP Tokido is. It's yes. like Carmen Sandiego. So as Jonah is doing that, uh, by the oh, some good tweet here from Brett Thompson. Panthers and Hornets social media team scrambling so hard for all of the two Supermans content right now. Dwight and Cam oh. in the same city now. So that's kind of fun. Uh, but yes, be sure I didn't do this on the part two. So follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. Hopefully, we'll be doing some more stuff over the summer. I don't know if we'll do more reunion shows or not. I hope you took a break watching, listening to all three of these. Yeah, I really hope so too. Like, don't listen to us for two hours. It's too and late now. Minutes. If you're here, it's too late now. But that was a mistake. <laughs> Go watch the watch the thirty for thirty documentary yeah. instead. Um, you know, listen to us, but intertwined with the thirty for thirty documentary. Uh, but yes, follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook. We're on SoundCloud, iTunes, all of those good things. Lots of exciting stuff coming up in the fall. I may or may not be involved and around. Who knows? We'll see. I expect to. Fully expect to be a special guest. Joan and I got sentimental on the last show, Nathan. I know we won't bother to do that now. No. No. Just a flat no. Jonah, any any luck on finding our friend JP? I haven't seen any news about him in the last that's year. That's not good. If, no. if you look up his name and don't know what team he's on right away, that's not a good thing for um, a professional athlete. Uh, it's like, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Where in the world is JP Tokoda? I think, I mean, he was playing for the D-League. I, I see a D-League, D-League profile D- for the Oklahoma City Blue. Yeah, that is he, the most, wait, no, I have the Rio Grande Valley Vipers now. Yeah. I'm not sure whose D-League team that is. Okay, so he's still in the G-League, which it officially is, not the D-League, the G-League. The G-League, Oh, yes. I forgot, it's the Gatorade League now, right? No, but it's the G-League. That's what I'm saying. But yeah, yeah. That's what, yeah. You're not supposed to call it the Gatorade League, though. They made that very clear. The G-League, well, yes. What does it stand for, then? It does stand for Gatorade, but you're not supposed to say it. Yeah. He played for uh, Rio Grande. He played. He uh, he appeared in 43 games, started 33, averaged 14 points, shot 34% from three. Okay. Better than MPG. Go to Europe. Same advice as Kennedy Meeks. You will make more money. You get to live in Europe for a couple of years. It's, That's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's the NBA dream. I mean. Be realistic, JP. I know I won't make it in the NBA. He almost, but he almost, kind of, almost made the cut for the Knicks at the very like fifteenth man spot. Okay, that's not really the NBA though. No, so hush, you you tell oh, that hey, you, you know that actually hey, made hold it on, there. Hold like, on, you know what else happened? You're an awful person. Since we last had a podcast, James Michael McAdoo. 
two-time oh NBA champion. And one time D-League champion. By pulled up, but I would love to put a rap on it right D- there. One-time D-League champion. He's got three rings. Hey. He's, he's racking he's them up. He's the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He's racking them up. He barely played in last year's I finals. That's Robert Horry. No, not, not for long. Not for long. Not for with, long. With, with, with James Michael on the case. What does Ori have? Six? Or something like no, that? No, he has like nine or something. But he has more than like Jordan seven. or he Kobe. He has like seven or something. It's a lot, but James Michael's James Michael's on that. his way. And as soon as he goes in, he's going to go to the 76ers in like five years once he's done with the Warriors. He's going to hop on. He's going to hop on. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, John Thomas. I don't know what this is going to be. Oh, it's going to be a whole other. This is better than most content out there, guys. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what this what, this, pod, this twenty minute thing. How is many be. podcasts start with John Thomas screaming? Come on, it's true. That's how this. R.I.P. to all the head. That might listeners. be like my soundbite, just because it's John Thomas's. I can just I'll live vicariously through your voice. Just that's what's going to start every show. It's just John Thomas scream. Welcome to Windows. Well, hopefully next time I'm on here, I will have a job, and you guys will bring be bringing me on as a guest, and I will be able to expert provide you expert analysis on wherever or whatever I'm doing. So we'll oh, see. I'm sure. I'm sure. The I'm day, okay. yeah, the, the day that you guys will be saying, "Wow, we're bringing on an expert today." It's gonna be it's gonna be exciting for me. So we'll one see of, if that ever happens. Many. Yeah, we'll have you sandwiched in between like Jay Villas and. It's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's going to be, gonna be good. good. Excited about the future of the Mendoza line. Let's wrap it up. All of this content we've produced today. For Nathan Bernstein and John Alassi, I'm John Thomas. Have a great day. Go Heels. Bye. See ya. Bye.